0: We all carry unique histories and unseen feelings that, if acknowledged, might help us to bridge our differences. Welcome to Sidewalk Ghosts with Richard Radstone. Short, open-hearted stories that reveal the wisdom and vulnerabilities of unique strangers and confirm just how much our individual influence has upon the world we share.
1: I've always felt like the weird thing and you know maybe everybody feels this but you know certainly from my perspective it always felt like oh I'm kind of a fish out of water type of guy like I grew up in Oregon and being there and being religious in LDS you automatically feel like a little bit of a fish out or not so much a fish out of water but you're a little bit unique and people kind of know you for that like ah he's one of the Mormon kids okay So there's already that kind of element, but you feel like you stand out in a good way or at least, all right, I know that people know that about me. And whether it's not necessarily I'm walking around with a flag that says that, but it's still kind of like the way you carry yourself. And aside from that, like then going to BYU, I just felt like, oh, I'm a little bit different than all these other guys who either were raised in Utah or raised in these really – like, even though I was surrounded by people of the same faith that I grew up, and that was really fun and kind of weird to like, whoa, everybody here has a very similar perspective. I still felt a little bit different because I was interested in film. I wanted to get into the industry that was typically not looked upon negatively, but looked upon like, ooh, that's a, that's a little bit, you know, skirt near the edge. Kind of like movies and media, it's like, There's great and there's bad there, and and it's a little, there's no booklet on how to navigate that kind of industry.
0: Maybe everyone feels this, he reflects. And as he introduces himself, a typical actor's resume he does not share, as without hesitation he speaks of his spiritual outlook and even of his vulnerability. A fish-out-of-water story with the reach to link feelings I'm certain all of us have entertained at one time or another of cultural comfort zones, of facing dreams, and of seeing past the expected norms placed upon us. And as he mentions the notion of quote unquote, no booklet for navigating his industry, could he be referencing the first chapter of our own books of challenge? Perhaps at the stuff that forms the very center of who we each are, he expands.
1: When you can understand the concept that everybody is looking through the world, through different lenses and each one of those lenses is different it's not about what's right and what's wrong it's just it's different And when you can first of all understand that that's like step one to empathy sympathy and 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 kind of opening up your heart step one step two is then really trying your best to step into those perspectives trying to get at that angle when you just meet someone on a subway when you meet someone on a plane and everybody will tell you like those are sometimes the most special memorable interactions they have with people because you're hearing about their life you're seeing how they speak and how they the language they use every single thing about it is like it's so important and while that's nice and those are the convenient moments when you are sitting next to someone on a plane or on a bus you know then you start really trying to reserve judgment and you really think about you know I feel like growing up a Christian and you know you have that dogma of like oh they're they're judgmental and it's easy because we are taught all these standards and the, the commandments and righteousness and falling away from the path and so it's easy to kind of To fall in that realm of discerning between right and wrong and what that person is doing wrong, what that person is doing is right, well, reserve judgment. We can't judge everybody. Everybody's gonna be different. Even if they live in your same house, they're gonna be looking at it in a different way.
0: Empathy, sympathy, and opening up our hearts, he proposes, asks us to look beyond our first impression of others as no matter what the standards we are taught, the languages we hear or use, or the judgments we make to lean into strengthening a tangible power, an emotional, even spiritual navigator he calls discernment. But in presenting his suggestion, I have to ask, what do we do when we just can't let go? When the barrel is pointed directly at us, at the times when our blood pressure heats in the midst of an interaction, or at worst, when it's just so unfair and beyond any appearance of good, what then? he shifts gears.
1: Sometimes it's painful, sometimes it's, it's easy, sometimes it's just remembering that perspective and like, okay, why are they seeing the world this way? And maybe we don't know, you know, but with learning to basically love and accept, and you're just happier with yourself.
0: Love, a most tender and often debated premise that again and again has arisen over the decades of sidewalk ghosts, an all so personal principle that in the best of light heals and unites us, yet in its darker reflections, has prompted us to withdraw to a host of painful and circling outlooks. He further explains
1: At the risk of getting spiritual or sentimental in this way, I feel like it's impossible for me to get sentimental without bringing up my faith because it's just, it's intertwined. To me, Especially when you talk about purpose. Purpose of everything is that we are on this planet to, I mean, so much for, you know, for my faith, believing God and Jesus sent us here to be tested and to to find happiness and to have families so that we can hopefully return and live with them one day. And that's the very basic, you know, rundown of, the plan of salvation, right? But we you know, within that, in addition to that, well, part of that is yeah, like discovering that everyone around us is our spiritual brothers and sisters, that we are meant to strive to be like the ultimate example, which is Jesus, and what did he teach us? Love one another, love everyone. Love yourself. Uh, and, and yeah, and what's so interesting, you know, when you hear "love everyone," it, it, it's again, it sounds simplified to say "love your neighbor," love your enemy, love your people around you. But it's like included in that is it, it, it's such a lesson, it's such a, a difficult thing to do. Loving yourself, we know, is a huge problem with with so many people. Myself, like I, I'm pretty happy and go lucky, and then there's times you struggle. Like, well. I think that's helped me a lot. When I don't think about it so often, and sometimes like, you know, I think I am kind of a fan of myself. I love myself. That's probably why what's helped me along so much, so much in so many moments of my life through everything. If I didn't love myself, then I would be in serious trouble. But learning, you know, have, having been married, that's a whole nother education in love and sacrifice, and learning to love in that way, and having children, learning to love in that way, well, these are people you created, and and again, you know, this is your inner circle, but outside of your inner circle, learning to love those around you, to love yourself and to love other people, and trying to put yourself in other people's shoes to help you do that, it's very hard when you don't, you know, put yourself in their shoes, and try to see... From their perspective
0: he speaks of faith of purpose for being on this planet of the search for happiness of his spiritual outlook of his view in regard to the nature of god and of an eternal plan grounding his perspectives and again dead center to it all a cornerstone sits that being love a clarifier each of us has agency to embrace but one that in choosing extends a great challenge in his words It's such a lesson. It's such a difficult thing to do. For in this world filled with good and bad, and in wading through the influences and outcomes resulting from a diverse trillions, a people who touched by times aggravated and standards divided are each trying to find their safe places. And in that, just how do we, as he suggests, put ourselves in the shoes of others? He takes an observational stance.
1: We'll never be perfect. We will always be flawed and... And we continue to mess up and screw up and, and, you know, so many people get hung up on the idea of like, well, we have to be perfect and we have to strive to be perfect and that's impossible. So why even try? I was like, well, I think the simple answer is it's the trying that that's what's perfect. It's the trying, as long as you're trying. I mean, we know that we are constantly messing up and, and God is forgiving and he Loves us unconditionally as we should love those around us, and it's um, through that journey of like loving and becoming more like him, more like him, more like Jesus, more like the people that we want to be, then hopefully there's peace and happiness. <laughs> it sounds all sunshiny and rainbowy, and um, but that's what that's what I feel in my in my gut in my heart.
0: He inspires us to review our expectations of ourselves and others, allows us to see our flaws and have the courage to release any unhealthy focus on perfection. In Him, a core relationship with God, a love for Jesus Christ, and a sincere hope for the blessings of forgiveness. And as He reveals His spiritual baseline, I am drawn to Him, closer to Him in His admission of a dogma that pressures Him, and also human and honest outreach that if we listen to carefully can become so relatable to each of us in holding true to our own faith, to our deeply personal and spiritual perspectives, to managing our actions and how we view and treat those different to ourselves, and toward how we seek our individual peace and happiness. He smiles.
1: It sounds all sunshiny and rainbowy and um but that's what that's what I feel in my like, in my gut, in my
0: heart. So in closing our time together and in want of a balanced discussion, I had to ask today's stranger-and-out friend, John Heater, a.k.a. Napoleon Dynamite, how do we look into the eyes of others on the days when life deals us the terrible cards or when we witness the darker side of humanity or perhaps even at the evil around us?
1: It's hard to say the word evil for me. I'm just like... Sure, they've made bad choices. We all make bad choices. And unfortunately, sometimes they're in a situation where they're forced to make this bad choice or it's unfortunate and it led from this choice to this choice, but are they inherently evil? And are they evil? No, they, it's probably somewhere deep down in there. They want to be good, but they. it's mixed with addiction, mixed with a rush of adrenaline when they do this. Mixed with, I mean, do they truly see joy in bringing about the demise of others? But still, they're a child of God. And there's still something going on in their brain that we don't know. We don't know that perspective. And we, we can only imagine. And sure, I believe in justice. But, I, you know, I also believe in mercy. And, and it's not up to us to, you know, condemn anyone. And life can be extremely difficult. And it is. So it's unbearable, probably, to so many. But God loves you. And who knows why he does what he does. And we can never, you know, presume to know the reason for everything he does. But I know he exists, and I know he loves us. For each and every one of us, he has a plan. And we just got to love each other and do our best to try to help each other out
0: special thanks to today's guest john heater john it's so fun to talk to you about things that aren't related to entertainment industry or hollywood or any of that stuff and just kind of get to know who you are and i hope all of you listening out there today um, could align with some of his thoughts and uh, john thanks once again hey if any of you would like to be a guest on sidewalk ghosts simply go to my website sidewalkghosts.com navigate to the podcast page at the bottom of that you'll find a form. You can fill it out, tell me a little bit about yourself, or just send me an email. And as always, we'll do all we can to get you on the show. The Patreon site's still there. So anyone who wants to help me grow Sidewalk Ghosts, every little bit helps. Uh, Still working to try to turn this into a weekly program. And um, that takes a little bit of resources. So again, patreon.com forward slash sidewalk ghosts. Please give me a help here. Also, all the shares, likes, comments, all that stuff helps grow Sidewalk Ghosts and lets us share these stories together. And if you'd like to sponsor Sidewalk Ghosts, please give me a call. Would love to talk to you or even throw me an email. We can get in touch that way too. And to all of us and always, please never forget, your individual impact truly does matter to someone else in the world.